Welcome to the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm your host, Lindsay Polaris, and today I'm joined by left tackle, all pro Trent Williams and second year guard Aaron Banks. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Thank you for having us. All right. So like I said, first time on the pod. So we'll talk a little bit playoff football and then the faithful have submitted some fun questions for you guys. Don't worry. I vetted them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So I like the setup we've got here. Bay Area native, Texas native. Can you fill me in on what each of you knew about the Cowboys 49ers rivalry before becoming part of the franchise? I ain't gonna lie. I ain't no Cowboy fan. I never was. So I honestly, um, I don't know how I ain't know about the rivalry and how deep it go personally. Um, you know, I know obviously one of the two story franchises. I'm so used to seeing, um, you know, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, and that whole crew. Um, but I never, I never um, was able to just lock in on a on a heated rivalry. I didn't know much about it. So, did you grow up a Cowboys fan? No, or not at all. No. Okay. Did you have an NFL team growing up? Nah. Not really. Okay, remain neutral. All right, what about you, Aaron? Nah, I didn't know much about it. Did you grow up a Raider fan by chance? Oh, you did. Uh, Fill us in on that. <laughs> I mean, I was born into it. Like, there was, you know, my my uncles were Niners fans, and they would come over to the house, and my pops like would make them take their Niners gear off at the door. <laughs> so, nah, I mean, it's fully switched over now. I don't mess with them now, but you know, we all Niners through and through. Yeah, was that easy to let go of as soon as you got drafted? Just yeah. out the window? Yeah, I wouldn't have problem. <laughs> All right, so in the most recent meeting between Dallas and San Francisco, that was last year in the wild card round. That game came down to six points, obviously two different teams. Uh, but do you use that as a reference point for this coming weekend? I do. Um, it's just same coaching staff, basically same core from um, last year on both sides. So I think that game has a lot of merit. Um, going into Sunday. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a game that, that probably both sides will be using to get, um, you know, keys and do a little studying before the game. I think it does it does mean a lot. Do you, either of you have a favorite memory or just something that sticks out from that game last season? <laughs> I remember the in that stadium, you know, like it was blinding dudes with the sun peeking through, and I think they oh, yeah. dropped a pick. <laughs> they dropped a pick, I think it was. Yeah, that's probably the only thing I remember. And then him with them dudes at the, yeah. uh, in the tunnel. Yeah, that's probably my fondest yeah. memory. That was hella funny. <laughs> Do you like trolling people? Uh, Actually, no, nah, not really. I just, you know, when people are, go out their way to be a big troll, I just kind of give it back to them a little bit if if I feel like I'm in the mood. A lot of times I ignore it, but, you know, uh, those guys really caught my eye <laughs> just walking by because obviously shooting the double birds and like, damn, that's, that's crazy. But, uh. Yeah, so seeing those guys and being able to get the last laugh, I think that's part of my fondest memory. I like that. All right, circumstances a little bit different this time around. Obviously, 49ers, the higher seed, and will have home field advantage. How happy are you guys that the postseason at least partially runs through Santa Clara? I mean, I couldn't be happier. Um, You know, to get a playoff game, a game that means so much, and you can do it right here in your backyard in in front of the faithful to get that, that energy and not having to worry about walking into the belly of the beast against, you know, 70,000 roaring fans and the team in front of you. You know, this time we got the fans tied back and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be feeding off that energy. So I think it's really important to have that home field advantage. Yeah, and I agree. It's the same thing, you know, not having to go on silent, having to 
having his fans behind us, you know, making them making it harder on their offense, I think is huge. What do you have to say to the faithful who showed up in the elements for that wild card round <laughs> game last weekend? Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. But you know, honestly, uh, we've grown accustomed to it since I've been a 49. I know. Uh can't speak for banks, but I've grown accustomed to the faithful showing up, always showing out, uh, you know, no matter what the elements are, even if we're on the road or wherever, the faithful going to travel, they're going to show up. So we appreciate y'all. Y'all keep doing what y'all do. So we really appreciate it. Is there one game this season away that you looked up and forgot it was an away game? The Rams. Yeah. yeah Rams. Carolina uh, was pretty good. Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Carolina was solid. Manscaped is the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. Trent, you were one of several veterans who has been really vocal about your confidence in Brock Purdy. Is there a moment that sticks out in your head, whether it was during training camp or earlier in the season, that really gave you that idea, like, this guy can run this offense? Um... In training camp, and I and I ain't gonna say that I looked at it and said this guy can run his offense. I looked at it and saying, you know, a seven round rookie quarterback um, having the confidence, having the command over the huddle, over the offense, as he did um, early on in, in his, you know, in the training camp. He just only been a, a 49er a couple months, um, but just seeing how how in control of the huddle he was, the type of tight window throws that he made in practice, going against. Uh, some really good defenders. So um, I think I, I seen it then. And, you know, obviously could have never foreseen him being a, the starter uh, going into the playoffs. But um, watching him do what he did during training camp, if you would have told me that uh, a few months ago, um, I wouldn't have had any problem with it. I would have full faith that he can get it done. A lot of people outside of the organization have said that Basically, a Hollywood movie script is being written here in Santa Clara. Have you guys taken a sec to just take that all in? Just <laughs> the unlikely events that happened to the organization this season? I mean, kind of like, you know, you kind of roll with the punches and you know that it comes with the game. And, you know, it's unfortunate to lose some of the guys that we've lost. But, no, nah, I mean, we kind of, as a team, have took it on the chin and kept it pushing. Um, you know, of course, we love our brothers um, who, you know, aren't getting a chance to play with us this week or you know, from here on out, but um, I think the team has adapted well to it. Yeah, I, I'd, say, I'd say the same. I think um, I've been in the NFL a long time, uh, and I know from experience, from watching guys, uh, from watching other organizations, that it never goes how you expect it to go. And um, no matter how good a team you are, no matter how good an organization you have, you're always going to get have to have some type of adversity, especially when you're trying to accomplish something that, that a lot of people can't and have not. Uh, so... You know, I, I, we, like you said, we just take it on the chin. We really don't even have enough time to sit back and, yeah, and kind of, you know, dwell <laughs> over, over what's happening. You, we got goals in front of us, and we got able bodies lined up, ready to play, and I think that's all we're really worried about. A couple of the good things that have come to light about Brock Purdy <coughs> are his ability to extend plays and his patience in the pocket. How do those two things affect you guys that are blocking for him? <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised with how mobile he was, really. Yeah. He can move. He got a little wiggle to him. His little high step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he got he got some stuff to him, man. Uh, obviously, we we like the ball to come out pretty quick, so we can uh you know not have to Take to worry about yeah <laughs> not to worry about blocking somebody eight nine seconds. But you know I think that's a time and place for it all. And I think um so far in, in his young career he, he's he's chosen a good time uh, when to 
when to extend plays and when to just burn the ball and get off of it and, and when to stand in and make throws when you know he's going to get hit. So on the 49ers side, you guys have obviously Nick Bosa, one of the best defensive players uh, this year. The Cowboys have Micah Parsons to contend with. You're probably going to have your hands full at least part of the time with him. You guys held him to zero sacks last meeting uh, in 2021. How do you repeat that? Um, I think it's a, it's one of those things where you, you got to stay on schedule. Um, you know, I think Dallas, their forte is obviously getting after the quarterback. So um, when you when you're not having success on the ground, when you when you have to be one dimensional and just drop back every play, I think those guys are extremely dangerous and they can change the game. Um, but I think as long as we keep a balanced approach and um, we're not one dimensional, we're not dropping back every play, and we have just amount just as many runs as we do passes, I think we, we'll do a good job containing uh, him, pretty much anybody when you have that type of plan. But if we can make it one-dimensional and, uh, and they get to pin their ears back and rush all day, yeah, it will be a long day. Aaron, a lot of eyes were on the interior part of that offensive line just because it was a new lineup. What's allowed you, Jake Spencer, and Dan Brunskill when he's in there to play so cohesively so quickly? Um, I think just us leaning on each other. Um, you know, me leaning on Trent. Me leaning on Jake, Jake leaning on me, you know, vice versa. Um, I think we've kind of we kind of came together and, and kind of built a good cohesive group. Um, you know, we communicate well. We're kind we're all on the same page, um, and we work at our craft together. And I think that builds that cohesiveness for us. Trent, this one is our last football one before we get to the fan ones. Mm-hmm. When Christian McCaffrey first got here, I got to do one of our first interviews with him. He said he was really looking forward to playing with you. What's it been like for blocking for and do it all back like him? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's it's been a dream come true. Uh, you know, to have a to have a back like that who can literally I mean, go run every every route in the route tree, can run every Every scheme in the running game that you ask him to can pick up blitzes, can, you know, choice routes. He's quarterback friendly, extremely smart. I think, you know, his football IQ and how smart he is, and um, I don't think that gets talked about enough. I think he's so flashy, and, and we've never really seen a back that possesses as much as he does. But, you know, I don't think we talk about how smart of a player he is, and I think that's that's what – that's what I was really taken back with. Of course, we love what he does when he gets the ball, but um, just as a veteran, as a guy who's been at the top of his position for a long time, for him to still come in and show that hunger, that willingness to learn, um, pull guys aside to get extra tips about how the offense or how we like things done in, in this here as, as opposed to where he was before, uh, I think it just says a lot about him, his character, his professionalism, and, and it's why he is – one of the best backs in the NFL right now is because of how he conducts himself on and off the field. I remember I saw him in the meal room before the Rams game, and he just had, <laughs> I think it was a playbook, and he was just studying. I don't think he's probably ever stopped. <laughs> yeah, no, <nah>, you don't. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the fan ones. This one's for the both of you. Jessica from Oakland. Do you guys have any traditions or pregame rituals that you roll out, especially for the playoffs? Any superstitions, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not, not, no, not really. I don't. Um, I think when you get in that superstition world, it's kind of, it's kind of double-edged sword, right? Because if you don't, if you, something happens and you can't follow that same routine, then you start losing faith in how the game will go. And you say, I need to do this in order for me to, and so I try to stay away from that. You know, I try to just compartmentalize everything and just know that it, that it all starts and ends with me and, you know, 
no uh, eating oatmeal before the game. Let's do a specific song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think that has anything to do with it. What about you, Aaron? Nah, same. Like, I have a routine, but if I don't get to something or if something doesn't happen, it's not going to ruin my day or change the way that I'm going to push the game still. All right. Okay, so this one actually came from TikTok, Trent, and it's for you. If you won't reveal the famous recipe for the mac and cheese, can you please tell us how you came up with it and what makes it so special? (laughs) (laughs) Well, how I came up with it, um, my mom got the recipe from, I think it was Patti LaBelle and Oprah. They had like a cooking, Oprah had like a cooking special and I think they called it Over the Rainbow Mac and Cheese. And my mom used to start, my mom made it one time. I loved it. And then she would start making it for me on, on like special occasions or birthdays, Christmas and stuff like that. And then when I got older, of course, not in, couldn't have that home cooked meal. I just kind of figured out how to do it. Then slowly I started to add my own touch to it. And then eventually kind of came up with my own type of way to, to make it. And so just coined it as my recipe. Aaron, have you tried it? Uh, yeah. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> <Bring> it <in. laughs> All right. So for both of you, since you are both dads, what's been the most surprising part of fatherhood and your favorite part? The most surprising part is how much they cry. <laughs> I didn't realize they would scream like that sometimes. Um, but the most worth it part, or what was that? What was that? Just your favorite part. Favorite part? Just seeing that, that baby smile. Like when he, he's just starting to smile now and just seeing his smile, his little laugh, I think that that makes it all worth it. I think the most surprising part about fatherhood is, um, especially for me, having all girls. Girl uh, dad. <laughs> yeah, I think the the sudden change of mentality of, of how you live your life and what you live for and and just how you even treat people around you when you look at when I look at a, a lady or a woman or a girl, I'm thinking, like, they probably got a father that feel the same way about them as I feel about my kids. So, um, you know, I try to – it makes you try to treat everybody with respect. Uh, so that that was a surprising part. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't foresee that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the most gratifying part is just being that, being that, being that, that source that they look to for certain things or whatever that may be. You know, me and my dad, real close, so, you know – if they look at me the way I look at him, I just feel like my job's accomplished, you know? That's awesome. You got a great example to look to. Uh, so, Trent, this one also for you. Damien from El Dorado Hills. Can you talk about the hit you took from Juice against the Seahawks? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Juice did talk about this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, it sucks when your teammate close their eyes right before they hit somebody and, you know, end up hitting the wrong color jersey, but... You know, it's definitely one of the hardest hits I've took in recent memory. I don't remember ever getting hit that hard. Um, you know, it sucks, man. <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm happy that it happened. I'm happy Juice did it other than somebody else that had that notch under their belt. At least Juice get the notch, but it's kind of like, you know, it's your own teammate, so you can't really brag on that. But, you know, he got to open his eyes next time. Do you talk about that in game or did you wait till after to discuss? No, no, no. I mean, once I once I got my bearings back in order, uh, you know, and I realized who hit me, yeah, I, yeah, we talked about it on the side. I still ain't really, I still ain't forgave him all the way. You know, we cool because we got to work together, but, you know, I don't know if our relationship could ever be the same. Oh, no, <laughs> nah, <I'm> <laughs> oh, no, he'll never come back. All right, Jalen from Tracy. 
We don't always get to hear from O-linemen. Can you tell us about the personalities in your position group? Aaron, why don't you do this one? I don't even know where to start. We got a lot of interesting personalities in the room. Um, I mean, you start with Trent. (laughs) Trent's a real real outgoing person. You know, real out there personality, not afraid to say with, you know, whatever's on his mind. And, And, you know, he'll crack jokes on anybody, but... At least it's funny. Like you know, he could he could, could be cracking bad jokes, um, but no, nah, I think we just, we got a good group of guys who you know are like minded and like to you know laugh and have fun and you know like our rooms can get serious, but it also at the same time can be really lighthearted and having a good time. So I think we have a really good balance in the room. Uh, Trent, another one for you. Several players have actually come on this podcast, and your name keeps coming up when they when I ask them about a player they would trust to style them on game day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They said you're swaggy. So who would you trust to style you on game day? Uh, Other than myself? Other than yourself. Well, I know it ain't banked, so you you ain't got to look over here. Uh, (laughs) You know, if I had, I'd say, I'd say it'd probably be a close one between Charles and Debo. I think, I think Ray Ray is more is really outgoing with what he put on, but yeah, I think we just in two different lanes. I don't think I could pull off some of the stuff he pull off, but uh, I think me and Debo and Charles, we kind of shop along the same brands and kind of, you know, a lot of times we have the same thing. We get lucky not to wear it on the same day, but yeah, I'd say one one of them too. Do you style yourself or do you have a stylist? No, nah, I style myself. I, no one's got, oh wait, actually, I think Ray Ray has somebody that helps him, but mostly everybody. Yeah, of everybody. course he does. Nah, Ray Ray got somebody who he, you know, he got reference pictures and all his runways and all that, you know. Hey, I like the thought that gets put into it. Before we take our next question, this podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. All right, so we'll end this on one last one for the both of you. Aaron, name one thing Californians do better than Texans and Trent, the reverse for you. We drive better. Okay. I, I, okay, I kind of nah, agree with we that. we drive better. The ones that can drive, we drive better. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm putting it out there, bro. We drive I mean, better. Who have you seen from Texas drive? <laughs> Spence. <laughs> Spence 18, dog. That's crazy. He just got his driver's license. <laughs> um, you know, I would argue back with the driving part, but I'm going to let him have that. Um, I say we cook better. It's a bold statement as yeah. a Californian. Slightly yeah. offended, but okay. It's okay. <laughs> but you can't be the best at everything. <laughs> I'll take some cook. I'll give them that. They can cook. Do you yeah, guys have parting thoughts for the faithful? What do you need for them? From them this weekend for a while for a divisional round? Divisional round. We just need them to show with that same energy. We yeah. need them to make the players on the other sideline make their he- ears ring, make the head hurt. You know, yeah. let them let them hear you at your loudest, and we're going to hit them as hard as we can, and hopefully we can keep this thing marching for another week. Yeah, man, bring that energy, bring that juice, you know. That's, that's really all we can ask for, get loud. All right, you heard it, Faithful. Thanks for tuning in to the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast presented by Manscaped to be featured in the next episode. Submit your questions to 49ers.com slash mailbag. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's it from us. 